Welcome back to Classroom Brew. This is episode 10. If you haven't already, please make sure that you rate and review Classroom Brew in iTunes and the podcast app. There's also a YouTube channel if you just search Classroom Brew. It's got some preview videos and some full-length episodes up there. We also have an Instagram at Classroom Brew. Uh, And if you want, you can check out my awesome Feed Up Friday hashtag. Uh, It's not quite what you were expecting from most teachers that post that on Teachers of Instagram. It's also a Facebook page, facebook.com slash classroombrew. So please make sure you're checking those out, liking it, subscribing it, spreading the word, whatever you want to do, and then, of course, enjoying. So this week I've got my sister on, Anna, uh, and she's actually an elementary school teacher. So I thought that'd be kind of cool to do a little comparison since I teach high school um, to kind of see the differences or similarities, unfortunately, because I have got uh, a very interesting and diverse group. So did you want to like plug anything or just say hi, whatever? Hi. <laughs> I know it's kind of weird the first time that you're, you're on it. So um, <clears throat> you teach in an elementary school. You've been teaching for... Um, this is my eighth year. Really? Wait. No, it sounds about... Three years at my old school. Um, I already taught four years at my current school so yeah eight wow that's great well because yeah that actually does make sense that's just crazy to think because like you're not old at all but like most veteran teachers have been teaching for that long so Mm -hmm. you can consider yourself a vet well i actually am the veteran teacher on my grade level team oh what's like the next closest like are you like do you have a teacher that has less experience that's like older than you by not that it matters but i'm just curious um i don't know yeah, actually there are, because there are some teachers at my school that went to school after they had their families. Right. So they are older than me and they have less experience, but not less experience just in working, like in the workforce. Right. They still have life expertise. and Right. Or a previous career. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, like um, Beth, who was on this podcast, she was a lawyer for, I don't even know how long. Uh, she's like mom and dad's age. Okay. And she went through our master's program with us and now she's teaching uh, in an alternative school, which is, that's gotta be a struggle. Um, she was kind of talking about that. So, uh, but anyways, uh, do you want to, I don't know, do you want to start with like any like weird sayings? So like we've had a few for the high schoolers and middle schoolers, um, like put the beat up was one that was obnoxious and I didn't know what the hell they were saying. Um, do you have any like weird elementary school sayings? Yes. Um, this one has been happening for a few years. I have no idea where it came from and no one seems to really even know. Um, do the kids even know? No. Cause I asked them about it. Um, after they sing happy birthday to each other, like if it's someone's birthday and we're singing happy birthday to that person or they do happy birthday in the lunchroom, like the whole lunchroom will sing it to whoever's birthday it is afterwards. Um, and they do like the cha-cha-cha and everything, you know, in the middle of it and stuff. But at the end, they go, Johnny, applesauce, fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken? Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. Huh. And then if there's a new kid that comes, they don't know what they're doing. And they're kind of like, you know, looking around like, what is this? But then eventually they, 
you know, after some time, then they start joining in on that. But I don't know where that came from or why they do <laughs> it, but everyone kind of catches on and that's like a thing that they do. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to ask around. Johnny yeah. Apple, or, uh, Johnny Applesauce, right? Yeah. Fried chicken. The hell? I don't know. Fried chicken, right. The most important part. Um, and the fried chicken part came later. Like at first it was just, I think like Johnny Applesauce and then some kid just shouted out. I think out, they fried later chicken. added the fried chicken. Yeah. Huh. I could see that. That's probably how most sayings start. Like someone just said it because they were bored and mm-hmm. they're like, I'm just going to say some shit. But. Yeah. But I don't know like if that's a thing everywhere, if it's just this school or just mm-hmm. this grade of kids that does it. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, every school has some weird stuff. It, it'd be, I wish that that was the type of sayings that happened at my school. It's usually pretty like hateful. Like, so quick heads up we are an exclusive or explicit podcast so don't worry if you like slip on like a a swear word don't worry we're fine um but most of the stuff that we have from our kids yelling them out yelling things out it's not appropriate Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't make sense grammatically um like you should see some of the stuff that's in logger because we have to be very explicit about what they said Mm -hmm. so like if they said like f you you know something or other you have to put that directly in the write-up okay which makes it funny especially if it's like a veteran teacher that's like really sweet, never swears, but then you can kind of picture them typing this out yeah. in their thing. It's kind of, that's a good time. So if you were, so last week I talked with my buddy, uh, Matt, and he's a pre-service teacher. And we kind of talked about the fears that he had. So it's been eight-ish years since you student taught, but did you have any fears walking into an elementary school that you're like, oh shit, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I had to handle this situation. Um, I don't know because I don't really think at that time I was aware of some of the things that could happen in a school. So I don't think that I had, I mean, I think I had probably like your typical fear that anyone probably feels about going into any career that, you know, maybe you wouldn't do well at that, or maybe it would be you know, difficult or, you know, things like that. But I guess I didn't really anticipate some of the um, day-to-day um, incidents that might happen in, a, you in your school. You smirked. Like, what's what's one that you encountered? Like, are you talking student teaching or in general? Just, Just in general, things okay. that happen. So, like, you know, what's, what's one? Um, I had, at my old school... Um, a very difficult student who well he's probably never absent first off uh well he was because he <laughs> oh. oh you have the male voice siri yeah oh it's... he's british no he's australian australian oh well, that's a terrible yeah. australian accent this is coming from an american but... um but i had a very uh, difficult student he was um absent frequently because he was suspended a lot huh. Um, and I had him not for very long cause it was the end of the school year when he came. Um, but he, um, you know, threw furniture all over the classroom. Was this the kid before I was a teacher that when I came, he was in the, this is the, the school that doesn't have doors, right? This is when this happened? No, no, no. This is oh. my old school. Okay. A different kid that threw Yeah. Shit. But no, he threw, so he threw the furniture on the classroom, stuff everywhere. Yeah, definitely haven't encountered that. Yeah, right? and that's not something that, I guess, I didn't really think about that before <laughs> I became a teacher because I just, it just never occurred to me that something like that would happen. Sure. Yeah, I get that. 
I feel like my my fears were more with like the curriculum planning because I was in a psych facility for almost three years, so mm-hmm. I was used to chairs being thrown. Okay, but um, I haven't encountered that, which has been great. Yeah, I've had some fights to break up, which sucks, but mm-hmm. um, especially with high school kids, because like some of these kids are taller than me, and you're like, oh shit, I don't know if I could, but you find a way. Mm-hmm. So, are there any like? So like, do you have, so I think I told you about my buddy Peter when he was telling the story about the airdropped inappropriate yeah. content, uh-huh. um, popular episode two. That's actually the most listened to episode, episode two right now, probably because it has a flashy title, but do you have anything that's like one of your most outrageous go-to stories when someone says like, what's a crazy story from your student teaching or teaching experience? Like a crazy story about something a kid did? Sure, we could do that. Is there who else? Like it? Well, another teacher? No, I don't know of any teachers doing anything like okay. that. But well, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've had some um, strange behaviors from some of my kids. Okay. Um, I had a kid, um, from my old school who, um, one day was just burping all day. <laughs> On purpose, and at first I thought that there was something wrong with him, <laughs> and I sent him to the nurse, and he ended up going home. Um, but then he was fine, and he was doing it again, and so um, we realized that it was some, you know, something that he was doing. It was some sort of just like a behavior thing that he was doing, um, either because he was nervous because this child had he was a little anxious sometimes about things, um, or because he wanted attention, mm-hmm. and so. Um, there was another teacher who would come into the classroom to support some of my students sometimes. Um, and he would, you know, some sometimes come in and support this student. And so we talked about the burping. And so this child had, we talked about the, burping. <laughs> he had a burp chart and he was allowed five burps a day and he had to keep <laughs> track of his burps. What? Um, with little check marks when he, whenever he burps like that. And, um, so he was actually very honest and, um, they, they, he, this other teacher and him made this deal. You know, he was allowed five burps a day. And once he went past five burps, he had to move his color down. And oh, so, like the stoplight? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I remember he was very honest with me about it. And he would tell me, you know, he would say, I burped six times. I have to go move my color down. <laughs> and so he would, but it actually, he stopped the burping. Um, so that was something. Um, All right. I had, um, one year I had a kid who would growl when he got what? mad. Yeah. Like at you or in general? Just in general. Like if he was upset about something. Okay. So what was it? Five growls and then you got to move your, your That stuff. was more like, it wasn't like a consistent thing. Like the kid, the burping kid was doing it like every, like it was constant throughout the day. He would just do it sometimes when he was mad about something. It, I never had an experience like that before. So that was interesting, but it wasn't like a consistent thing. Like the burping was like all the whole day. Okay. You didn't do. You didn't burp or growl when you were a student back in elementary school. <laughs> I was an angel. When I was an elementary kid. Like actually, actually, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. As the first child, you had to set the legacy for the rest of us. Yeah. 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 I feel like out of um, all of us, so I was the youngest of five. Anna was the oldest of five, and I feel like you had to set the legacy, and then I had to kind of leave it on a good note because. You were the first they got of our family. I was the last, the lasting impression. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the first few years, I didn't care enough about school to, like I used to, with penmanship, we had to do the letter T and I wanted to go play Legos. 
So I just did a bunch of like uh, vertical lines and then I just connected them all with one horizontal line. <laughs> and my teacher was like, fix this. You can't just do that and then go play Legos. Rather than just doing it over and doing it the right way, then I took the eraser and I erased in between to mm-hmm. like deconstruct the connected line. <laughs> so I feel like early on I was not the good kid. It wasn't until later. But you didn't have like a, a single year where you were like, did you ever get in trouble? I, I'm convinced you never did. Um, Not really. I mean, I think a couple of times like, you know, for talking or something, but not really. <laughs> for talking. Yeah, I, I never heard any. So, like, any of our teachers, it was never like, oh, yeah, Anna was a real piece of work. Like, it was always like, oh, we loved her. And mm-hmm. For all of you guys. I wonder what they thought of me. Well, what was your perception of me as a Because you were still in high school, middle and high school when I was, no, just high school. When well, I was in elementary and middle. I mean, I remember, um, I think I was probably in high school. I remember a couple of times having to bring you back to school because you forgot something like your homework. That Oh, that's right. And the one teacher thought, and at the time you were a senior in high school, right? And uh, she was like, oh, are you a sixth grader? And yeah. you're like, oh, actually I'm a high schooler. Yeah. And I remember mom having to go to school with you to clean out your desk. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a thing. Um, I recently heard about a time that you got in trouble, but not really, because um, sounds about right. there was a kid on the playground that was older than you that I think was being oh. mean to our other sister, and then you punched him. Oh, yeah. That's a good time. Um, Yeah. I honestly, to be honest, I've heard that story many times. I don't really remember it because it was such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I remember fighting a kid, but I don't remember my reasons. I don't remember the fallout. I don't think I got in trouble. No, because... You were defending her and not that like we always tell our students, you know, like you can't hit back or anything. But in that nowadays, I wouldn't it wouldn't fly, though. Well, yeah. But in that situation, I don't think you did get in trouble because it was I don't remember the circumstances exactly, but it wasn't like malicious. Sure. I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure. um, I don't know who the admin was that dealt with it, but she was close with mom. Well, uh, I think that they had like a like they knew they had dealt with like she knew things. like yeah about our family and all that stuff. Right, right, and I'm I'm pretty sure she knew the reputation of the kid that was giving her a hard time. Mm-hmm. And then I, of course, even though my effort wasn't there until later in life, I wasn't like a bad kid. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure she said, "I'm going to leave the the quote unquote punishment up to you, but we're not going to do anything here because we saw what happened. We know the situation and the kids, which might be a little bit of a." Like, what if it was, like, I was in the wrong or something? Like, I wasn't, but what if I was? That might be kind of bad mm-hmm. to go just off reputation, but it was the right call. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, like, the circumstances, but it was, like, I remember thinking it was the right call. But mm-hmm. I think, I guess in that situation, it was because, like, your family member that it seemed different, but I know, like, if it was, if I was, like, the teacher in that situation, I probably wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky. And I've in the so as a teacher now, I've defaulted to let the admin take care of that. Like if I see two kids fighting, I don't make the call. I just send them both. Mm-hmm. Write it up as both. Sit, I don't put judgment in the write up, but I don't want to make that call because it's a he said, she said. Right. If I don't see it, if I see it happen, I can tell who's instigating it. Sure. Right. Um, but definitely not in a situation like like if it was if I was the the teacher that saw me, you know 
I don't, I don't know if I punched the kid or what happened, but I don't know if I could have made that call. But I don't know. I guess that's a good reputation, right? Mm-hmm. So you're teaching elementary. Uh, I teach high school, and sometimes I feel like I'm teaching elementary because there's a lot of things that I'm surprised I need to tell my students how to act or like things that things that you would think they know, mm-hmm. but you have to teach them how to do. Yeah. Um, for example, with high schoolers, when you get into the room, take your seat, pick up the handout for the day if there is one, take your seat, have your stuff ready to go. Don't jump on top of a desk like you're in elementary school. So if you're an elementary teacher, I can only assume there's some crazy things that you have to teach that you didn't realize. So like, Oh, definitely. So like Katie's cousin, Kimmy was on and she's a speech path and she had to do a lesson on it's not okay to fart on your friends. Like when, (laughs) what is acceptable behavior and what is not? So yeah. Anything like that? I mean, I haven't had to do that, I guess type of lesson, but, um, I no, I haven't had that. Not yet, I guess. (laughs) But um, well, I did have an incident this school year actually with a student that was putting his boogers on another student and on another student's Chromebook. Um, Oh, yeah. So we had to talk about that, but it wasn't like that. Was more like an individual, not a whole class discussion that had to happen. I guess, but it's not. Um, uh... yeah. In elementary, you have to teach them how to do everything and you have to have a procedure for everything that you do. Mm -hmm. So like the first few weeks of school, that's pretty much all you do is teach them how to do things in your classroom. Mm -hmm. So like you would have to actually like, like we do this program called Daily Five, which is this literacy workshop where the kids are doing independent literacy activities and then while they're doing that independently, you're meeting with your your small reading groups so that you can work, um, you can differentiate your instruction and, and work with kids based on their needs. Um, so before you can even think about pulling a group while everybody's working independently, you have to show them how to work independently and you have to model for them and have them practice and build right. stamina. So like you would have to, like I always start by introducing like, okay, we're going to work on reading to yourself. And so we talk about what does that look like and what does that sound like? We make a chart and we talk about, you know, how it's quiet and what to do if somebody starts talking to you and how to, you know, keep your your materials quiet so that you're not bothering somebody. How do you say that without being like, just just close your mouth and don't, like, how do you say it in a polite way? (laughs) Well, we just, we talk about what it looks like. And so the kids will come up with those ideas, like, you know, that everyone should be quiet during this and, you know, stuff like that. And then I actually will show them like, how do you go and get your books and how do you find a spot and what's a good spot to sit when you're working by yourself. And then I'll model for them, like how you walk quietly to go get your books, how you take the books out of the basket and walk quietly to another spot and sit down. I feel like I would laugh if I was a student just because it, it's so like... It would <laughs> no, be they take it... They usually take it really seriously. That's but then cool. like, then you have to have them do it and maybe have one kid model it for the other kids. And then you might pick a kid that you know is not going to do a good job with it and have them be the model so that you can tell them later. <laughs> you make an example. No, no, no. No. You have them like, do you it. fucked it up, kid. No. <laughs> you have them do it the right way so that later when they're not doing it the right way, you can say, I know you can do that the right way because you did it Ooh, for the whole class. There you go. Yeah. 
and then you so then you have them practice and then once everyone is in their spots for the first time that they're going to do this you time them and you start with like oh. 3 minutes and you tell oh, them gosh. we're going to practice this for 3 minutes and then we're going to talk about this and we're going to see how it went and then we're going to try it again I feel like they would just call each other out like Timmy yes. over there fucked yes. it up. He didn't do it. And, they, oh, they do. do? They, they call do. each other out. Yeah. So then we do the three minutes. They're like, you snitch. Yeah. Then we come back and then we talk about, and some of them do. They'll say, well, I couldn't concentrate on my reading because <laughs> Joshua was flipping the pages of his book and it was too loud in my ear. Okay. Or, um, you know, so-and-so was whispering to me, but I didn't listen to them and I kept reading, you know, <laughs> so stuff like that. They will call each other out a little bit. I get that at the high school level too. They'll be like, I was uh, trying to do my primary source analysis, but Bob over there is off task and on his phone and they'll just call each other out. But they also show themselves that little, little pat on the back. But Yes. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to show them little things like that or, you know, how do you stand up and push in your chair and walk to get in line quietly? Or I don't know how many times this year I had to have my class practice walking in the hall in a line. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one for kids. Yeah. Do you have the wand? We had the wand in like elementary and first grade, I think. No. It was basically the shut up and just walk down the hall. And if you break silence, every kid would turn around and go, shh, really loud. Like, no. Really no. No. Or there's some, like I, I was talking to um, some of the like teachers that teach in some of the younger grades mm. and they were saying they have to show the kids. How do you take your crayons out of your pencil box quietly? What are they shaking the fucking <laughs> yeah. thing on the, like, you need all the colors. Yeah. Huh. Just so, so every little thing like that, you have to teach them. Or, you know, you have to help them get themselves organized and and just anything that you can imagine. Even, like, how to sharpen a pencil. You have to show them how to do that. And you have to talk about when it's appropriate to do that. Sure. Or when it's appropriate to get up. Um, or even, like, they have breakfast in the classroom. How do you throw away your breakfast the right way? Because if you don't show them how to do it, they're going to splatter their leftover milk and cereal all over the wall. Sure. It's crazy, though, how much I have to do that as a high school. I don't do how to throw out your (laughs) shit, but uh, it's more so for me like the thinking processes, the academic modeling that you have to Mm -hmm. do because otherwise they won't do it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, How to throw your stuff out, how to take your crayons out. I'm picturing, have you seen that kid? That meme where it's like, I fucking love coloring. It's the kid just like yes. going to town. That's yeah. what I'm picturing right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how to take a book off a shelf. Because I have what? all my, my books in my classroom are all in bins. And all the bins are organized according to like genre. And so um, I, I have I to show them. Yeah, you helped, helped organize that. that. I have to show them sure. how you you carefully slide out the bin. You carefully flip through the books. You take out the one that you want. And then you push the bin back all the way on the shelf so it doesn't fall. There you go. Mm-hmm. So little things a, like that, too. There's probably still a kid that does it how he wants to do it. Yeah, or I'll find the books, like, the bins are halfway off the shelf, and I'll say, well, somebody was picking new books and did not. Somebody. <laughs> and left these, you know, books like this, and then, like, kids will rush over and go fix it. Oh, um, yeah. that's kind of sweet. There's, yeah, you always have a group of kids that always want to help and always want to, you know, organize things and fix things and stuff. So that's really nice, sure. too. Well, and you do um, Pink Lunch, right? Is it still called Pink Lunch? I don't really do it anymore, but um, sometimes, like, yeah, if they get on pink, which is the highest color on my color chart, 
Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Um, I used to do a weekly pink lunch where they could have lunch with the teacher if they were on pink that week. Now, because I kind of just, I like having time <laughs> with adults during not, my lunch time. Shit. Not right now. So I make it um, having lunch with the teacher as a prize that they can pick from the treasure box if they get on pink. Oh. But there's lots of other prizes in there too. So um, if somebody does pick that one, then they hold on to it until I do a pink lunch when there's like a bunch of kids that have one. Okay. All right. I feel like, have you ever canceled a pink lunch? You're just like, not today. You guys are just, you're pushing the line. I'm not doing it. Um, I feel like I would cancel all the time. No, it more, I would put like, if somebody had one, I would just say like, if they would ask me about it, if it wasn't a good day, I would just say like, we can't mm-hmm. do it today, but we'll do it, you know, next week or soon or whatever. Yeah. I've got you. So if you have students that are willing to go like fix things when, you know, one student doesn't put a book back on a shelf, for example. If you're ever out for a day for a PD or you're sick, something like that, how does your room look when you get back to it the following day or the following week, whatever it, it is? It depends on who the sub is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've come back sometimes to like a disaster. A fucking tornado. Yeah. Um, and like where my desk is a mess and stuff has moved and I can't find the papers that they were supposed to do when I was gone or I can tell that stuff has been like someone's gone through my stuff or used up some of my stuff. Um, but then other times I come back and everything is perfect. Um, so it really just depends. Sure. But I do have kids that, um, I'll always tell my kids when I'm going to be gone, if I know I'm going to be gone. And, um, I always tell them that they... It's part of their responsibility to make sure that the classroom is nice and neat before they leave because if there's anything on the floor, it'll get swept up and thrown away um, by the custodians. So they kind of know that. So there are a lot of kids that take ownership in that and do make sure that things are, you know, organized before. That's nice though because you have that community of you see those kids all day every day. So you have like 20, 25 kids or whatever. I definitely come back to the worst clusterfuck of a room. I have my first good sub. I've been gone five times all for pds i had my first good sub the last time i was gone like the desks weren't all screwed up um some of the work was collected uh most kids at the high school level like kids will hide in the room if they know there's a sub mm-hmm. and they won't know any better because they'll give them a fake name so attendance is complete crap that day mm-hmm. um but it's just an absolute mess and because you get 150 kids that you see because i teach two subjects and then I get rotating classes, unlike an elementary school. Mm-hmm. It's always a disaster, except the one time. It's also more work, isn't it, to prepare? It's a lot of work to get ready for a sub and and everything. You don't want to um, – I always overplan it on purpose because you don't want to ever leave them with nothing to do with your kids. But then at the same time, you can't leave them with something where it's going to matter if it's not done right. <laughs> or in my case, at all. Right. So – yeah, I'll say I'll save up a bunch of stuff like review things for them to do when I'm gone. So it's probably not a very fun day for the kids, but it keeps them on task and hopefully it's easy. I I think it's pretty easy for the sub to follow and give them so that the sub doesn't have to really worry about teaching. Really, it's more like reviewing and just supporting the kids sure. with whatever they're working on. Well, and I feel like for the for an elementary teacher, they have to have the elementary certification so they can actually do that subject. Whereas like they, they have the expertise in all of them. Right. Whereas I feel like in a, so like I teach social studies, but the sub teacher might be an English teacher by trade. Right. So they have no idea what the hell is going on. 
And no matter, I swear, no matter how detailed or like basic I make it, it nothing seems to. That's also high school kids, though. They take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. But well, like I had one sub that I always wait to do the feedback until I've heard back from students. Mm-hmm. Usually, a select few because some students they'll they'll tell you anything. They will lie to your face about how the sub acted. Mm-hmm. But from multiple trusted students i heard that i had one sub that was like giving students shit in like a very like hurtful way like you know if you have to like tap your hair like if you have like a a weave in instead of scratching it okay apparently this sub and this is a a direct quote evidently was saying like why you gotta tap it why don't you just pull that bitch back and scratch your head wow like oh my god the unprofessionalism in front of students Mm -hmm. and like she uh, one of my classes, when the class period was over, she went, "Ooh, thank God, get the hell out. Wow. Like, Jesus Christ, they're not that bad. Even on their worst day, I've never thought, get the hell out. Like, unbelievable. But Yeah. Not to, like, badmouth subs, but did you ever sub? I don't, I don't think. No, I I've never done it. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could either. No, I don't. It's such a tough gig. Yeah. Shout out to sub teachers. But yeah. Anyway. We have some really good ones at my school. There's some that are daily subs that are there every day and i always hope that um one of them is the one that's in my classroom um but some they're the ones that are that get picked first to go you know into another class how do they is it like a former teacher from the staff and they retire or like how does it work i actually i don't there is actually one retired teacher that came back as a sub but there's also this other one i don't really know what i don't know if she taught before or what um but she's really reliable and she's really good with the kids and the kids know her and everything. Yeah. So. I think, well, and I remember when I was a, a teacher intern, not quite a student teacher though. I encountered, did I tell you the bird situation where I left to make a copy and I came back, I ran back into the room because I heard screaming mm-hmm. because a kid decided when the sub was watching the room that he saw an, a bird that he thought was injured. And so he opened the window and pulled him inside. The bird wasn't injured. He was running around the room and the sub oh was God. just like yelling at students like two students in particular and girls are running around screaming and the guys are trying to like kill the bird or save the bird i can't tell and it was a fucking disaster wow i feel like i haven't had good sub experiences well (laughs) you will (laughs) well my students will because i'll never be there for a sub in my class that's true so i don't know we'll get there it's kind of funny to hear how similar we actually have to be as far as you know how we have to treat or like model things mm-hmm. for our students. Cause like I have high school students, but they don't always feel like high school students, but did you have anything? So like, uh, any more weird sayings or stories, anything like that? I can't think of any weird sayings. I mean, I always have weird stories. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean like there's funny things that kids have said, not necessarily a saying. Sure. Well, like say. what's, what's what? Cause I've heard some like weird things that you, because you have a, a lot of opportunities to interact with students with like different like fundraisers outside of school and you have all these leadership opportunities and you had pink lunch and you mm-hmm. teach the same, you know, 20, 25 kids all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Are there any, like, what's like one of your favorite ones? It doesn't have to be this year too. It could be from the um, past. I think it, my first year I had a very interesting class and I don't think they knew I don't think they knew the meaning of some of the words that they were using in the example I'm going to give okay. because they didn't 
they weren't able to describe it properly. Like they didn't, I don't think they knew what it was. I think they just probably heard it somewhere. Okay. Um, but I had like multiple occasions with kids accusing other kids of trying to do sex on them. <laughs> because what? like he's doing the sex <laughs> like in the middle of class you know like i one time the kids were getting together on the carpet because we were doing something where they were going to all be sitting on the carpet together and i think somebody bumped into another kid you mean he did the sex on the carpet well <laughs> so i think like, like a girl bumped into a boy and then the boy said she's trying to do sex on me oh um, on on him okay yeah yeah and i was like you know I had never heard anyone say that. I never would have expected that. <laughs> um, and so I think I just kind of looked at them and calmly said, like, that's not what happened. And that's not what that means. <laughs> I know for a fact that's not what happened. I saw it. That's not how you, you know. No one's trying to do anything. Let's are, just sit you're, down. You're sexually safe. Like, <laughs> and they don't understand that either. So I don't think he knew what that meant. But I okay. think he had heard the word. Um or maybe he kind of knew a little bit about it, but not all the details about it. Okay. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was horrified, <laughs> but later it was kind of funny. Um, Have you ever had the, those moments? I've, I've had this a few times where a kid does something and it's definitely not okay. Oh, yeah. But it's hard to hold back the laughter, but you do your best to like stay in teacher mode. And... Oh yeah, definitely. I've had so many times like that. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. I had one not too long ago, but well, what's, what's one that you had that you were like, like, Oh God, I can't let this, I can't let this boil over. I don't want to think it's acceptable or that I'm entertaining it. Cause I have a uh-huh. lot of stuff like, uh, just today I had a student that we have to keep our, our doors locked so that if students are late, we can get them at the door and say, no, no, you need a tardy pass. Uh, and this kid starts singing, love me, love me, say that. And like right in the window, there's like a little slit window. And he's this big kid, like mm-hmm. real deep voice. And he's singing, what's, uh, what group is that? I don't know. I can't think of that. That song, I don't know. Uh, but he's singing that and it's hard not to laugh because like he's a real sweet kid, real smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't always put his best effort in, but it was just funny to see him like, doing that but i couldn't laugh because he's being disruptive right and he's late yeah uh and all that but oh yeah i mean i've had i can't even remember like all of them but um like i had a kid who was squawking like a chicken (laughs) first i don't remember why um how old old is this kid approximately at the time probably like eight or nine 14 or something (laughs) um yeah i had that i also had a kid like running into a wall what like running into a wall on purpose like full force yeah i need a visual i I can't like fathom running into a wall like kind of like um there's no way he didn't pull up at the end i don't know like he was hitting the wall like jesus yeah so like Actually, that was not one that I laughed about, though. But like, so like the other one, like I think the squawking like a chicken, I think I was kind of, you know, laughing a little bit. There was something else. I don't remember what it was. I mean, that I did start laughing. There was something that I did start laughing for, but I can't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. But it was something really weird and silly. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But kids do weird stuff sometimes 
I yeah. mean, all the time. Well, and if you don't laugh at it, and I believe this too, and I, I'm pretty sure uh, Kimmy said this when she was on the podcast, if you don't laugh at it, you're just going to be, you know, miserable. And Yeah, you have to, yeah, you can't, I mean, yeah, there's days that things like that upset you, but like you have to try just to not let it bother you that much because it's it's harmless. Yeah. You know, things yeah, like that. Are. Not the not, running into a wall, though. That was, that's definitely That's harmful. definitely that's different. Definitely, but like... He's definitely not running Yeah, some of these other like weird things that they do, you know. Yeah. Did he show up the next day or was he concussed? He was fine. Like, I don't think he was hitting <laughs> yeah, his he's, head. He's, he's fine. He's doing great. He's, yeah. No, he's he was fine. Now, like, he was fine. just doing it, I think, for attention or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something happening today and I can't remember what it was that somebody was doing. And I, I think I said, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> You know? She's so analytical. Why are you doing this behavior? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I had like one kid and I did laugh. Uh, this was like a few days ago. It was the same kid that was singing Love Me, Love Me. He he came in late with this uh, this other student and the other student said, yeah, we were with our coach and he said, uh, yeah, go to class late because uh, we got to talk about this, but just tell him that you came from me. And then the kid that was singing uh, just today at the time, he was like, see, when you say it like that, it sounds like a lie. Like, that's a lie. It's 100% a lie. It's not a lie, but it's a lie. It sounds like a lie. <laughs> like, that's what he was saying. And I could not laugh because, like, I know the student well enough. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it does sound like a lie. I'm not going to lie to you. That sounds, huh, not going to lie to you. That sounds pretty bad. But it was funny how he was, like, acknowledging it. He's like, you're not helping our case, man. Like, <laughs> change it up. Say something better. Provide something. But I actually just thought of something really that was really funny. So a lot of times when I'm giving directions, um, I'll tell the kids, you know, wait till I'm done with all the directions and I'm going to give you and I'll give them a list of things that they need to do to get ready for the next activity. Sure. And so um, a lot of times if like they're sitting on the carpet or actually wherever they're sitting, they'll start. If I have a list of maybe three things that they need to do to get ready for something or to prepare a, for something. That's a hefty list Sometimes for some kids. it is. <laughs> um, they'll start doing it before I even stop and like a lot of times too, if they're sitting on the carpet and they have to get up to go to their desk or something, you know, go to the line or go somewhere else in the classroom, they will start when I'm finishing up the directions. I mean, they don't start talking or doing anything except for that. They start to slowly stand up, like almost like they're getting ready to do a sprint yeah, and they'll be like kind of turning toward where they're going to be going and stuff. So that's kind of funny and it, it does make me laugh sometimes. It's kind of like when you say, when a teacher would say like partner up and you like look to the person, you like go, you give them the nod of like, it's us. We're going to partner oh, up. Oh yeah. Oh, I have a way to stop that actually um, and to avoid like problems with getting partners. Ooh, is there drama? Um, well, because sometimes it takes a long time to find a partner if you say to get into a partner. So they have sure. like, they have these um, papers that um, like one day when everyone's there, I'll give everyone this paper and it has, it's like a little chart. So there's like different like pictures on it. Um, like I think on the one I have now, there's a rainbow, an apple, and maybe like a pencil or something. And so there's three, three pictures and then underneath each picture is a little box for a name for a partner. Okay. So they have to find like for the Apple, they have to find someone to be their Apple partner and they have their to par- get like together that, with that person and they each write each other's name on their paper. So they're Apple partners. Well, what if an Apple partner is absent? Well, then if their if their partner is absent, then they know that they need to join another group. Okay. So that's there'll be okay. a trio. Yeah. 
But well, but then did they do the look like, oh, my Apple partner's absent. I'm gonna look at my banana partner and give him the nod. Is that okay? Well, no, because so they'll they have three different partners, so that way they have different partners for different activities. So there might be an activity where I say, get with your banana partner. Sure. Which I don't have banana, but get with your Apple partner. Well. What do you actually? What are the group categories? I think it is. I'm trying to think. I think it's Apple, Rainbow, and I don't remember what my last one is. But I have different Unicorn. ones for different seasons too. Oh, like um, like there's a a snowman partner and a snowflake partner okay. for winter. All right, I like. And how I it's think like a skiing or snowboarding. Yeah, that's good. Um, there's spring ones too. So <laughs> there's just different ones. So we change up the partners. I'm picturing like when they're doing that slow motion thing. Like if you had didn't have that in place, do you remember when all the boxes of ornaments almost fell? And mom's yeah. went, no, no, no. Oh, and he tried to stack it up. Sometimes I have found myself <laughs> saying, no, no, no. Or, um, but it's more like, no, no, no. Um, like or like, I do say capiche to capiche. them. And they say yeah. capiche back. Little little mobsters. Do it. Did they do this too? Like capiche? No, they don't do that. You should start implementing. No, Actually, they don't no, even know that. Do you remember this? The um, When you do like the, the ring and then the, th- the three fingers. And if you looked at it, they would like punch you in the shoulder because kids are juvenile. No. That was always the thing when I was in school and I fucking hated it. Uh, now it's this. This is what the kids are doing instead of this. I don't know about any of those. It looks like the Italian, like... Oh. Anyways, sorry. What were, what were you saying? I don't know. See, it happens on a podcast. You get, like, off yeah. off track. Uh, oh, uh, types of um, categories for... Oh, I have different ones for different seasons. Right. And then, so there's a day that we just we pick out the partners... And then when it's time to get with the partner, I'll say get with your snowflake partner. And then they already have someone that they're going to go with. So okay. it's not like an issue with finding partners. So that, wait, how did, how did Capiche start? Was it like, were you just like, confer- like how did it, what led to you saying Capiche? And now suddenly we have a bunch of elementary kid, uh, elementary school kids going Capiche. Like, oh, because I think you're like a mob, mob starting <laughs> teacher. Like, <laughs> In... Like with younger kids, you have to kind of check in with them a lot to make sure that they're understanding things. Right. Well, any, so, any student, but yeah. Well, okay. So like I have found sometimes I would I would say like, okay, or do you understand? Um, and then I was just trying to find ways to like mix it up. And I had right. heard a teacher from the school where I stood and taught who would use capiche. So I started using capiche sometimes. So there's just different things that, you know, I'll say to them and they say something back to me so that I know that they're understanding or you know, they're alert if there's something, you know, going on that, okay. whatever. Do you do, do you do those, uh, those sing song things where it's like one, two, three eyes on like, I never, I never liked those I, kind of things. I yeah. also don't like going, shh, I, I, I hate doing that. Yeah. So I don't do it. I, so I have this one, um, there's this website called whole brain teaching that has a lot of really good stuff on it, but they have, um, like little responses and I got some stuff from there. And one of them is, um, I call the kids class, but I say class in a different way. Like I might go class and then they have to respond to me. Yes. But they have to say like, and that's if I need to get their attention, the intonation, but yeah, but they have to say it the way that I say it. And sometimes I might change the name a little bit. So I might say like classity class and they have to say yes, city. Yes. Oh, that was like teacher to teach. Like, no, that's but what, I guess I could do that. Mind. No, it's class, yes. Or like I'll say hocus pocus. They say everybody focus or. Cool. Um, that, yeah, that's kind of sing song. That's cute though. Yeah. Macaroni and cheese. Everybody freeze. Okay. That, yeah. I feel like I'd have a hard time with that one, but yeah. 
Yeah. So, if it works. Yeah, little things like that. And they like mm. that stuff. Like the first day of school when I always teach it to them, they're always like excited about that. Mm. And then when I write them messages on the board, I call them classity class or classy class or whatever. And oh, like, like if it. you're gone with a sub, like dear classy class. Well, they get a message every day Teacher to teach too. is gone for today. <laughs> yeah. So be nice to the subity sub. <laughs> Do your workity work. Yeah. <laughs> and it just goes on and on forever. With It could. Did we get to everything that we wanted to? I think so. I think we did. All right. Well, I don't know. Um, it's it's a Friday, so it's been a real long week Very for both of week. us. Um, for high energy classrooms and all that good stuff. So, um, I think we can wrap this up. But um, thank you for being on. Do you think you'd ever be on again? I know you were kind of sure. weirded out by it at first, but it gets better sure. as you go on, right? Yeah. Eventually, it's just you happen to have a microphone in front of you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think we'll round this out then. So uh, if you haven't already, please make sure that you are subscribing to. There's the Instagram at Classroom Brew. There's a YouTube channel for Classroom Brew. There's also Facebook.com slash Classroom Brew. I post some updates on there. Um, Sometimes I give people shit for the hashtag put your feet up, things like that. Obviously, make sure that you're spreading the word. Rate and review in iTunes and the podcast app. We're also in Google Play. Uh, and then obviously your third party applications that can, you know, pull things off of iTunes and the podcast app, those work as well. So thank you for listening. This was episode 10 of Classroom Brew, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks.